Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football matchup over the next week. But before we do all that, we have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben and Brea podcast. For on break, we previewed what we are going to do for this week's show. Once again, talking about the 49ers and their upcoming game in Week 13 against the Miami Dolphins. But before we actually get into that game, do want to recap what happened last week, both with the Niners and for our picks. Uh, once again, we ended up splitting. We ended up having the Saints plus the points, but we also had the under and the under got there easily. Uh, in fact, the Saints did not score. Game ended 13-0 and a win for the Niners. I can say it was a bad beat, though, for the Saints. They only gave up 13 points, and they couldn't cover nine. On top of that, you had Kamara fumbling at the one-yard line. You also had the turnover on downs in the late stages of the fourth quarter. So the Saints had a bunch of chances to score, and unfortunately for us, they couldn't do it. Uh, San Francisco won the game, which is nice. That was really never in jeopardy. But either way, it is a little bit of a bad beat with the Saints there when you have two drives in the fourth quarter basically inside of the opponent's five-yard line and you end up scoring zero points. That's pretty rough. So either way, uh, ended up splitting. But a good one for the Niners. It was a win that they kind of needed to have. Seattle ended up blinking as they lost to the Raiders, which means that San Francisco is officially one full game up in the division. I called out the Niners a couple weeks ago around the bye, and I said that this was going to be a very important stretch for the Niners because their schedule was pretty easy, but every game was at home, and they've won every game since. So done a great job, and they've really taken a bit of a stranglehold on this division. It's not officially over yet. They do have the game at Seattle in a couple of weeks, but the point is when you're a full game up in the division and two of the teams are already dead in the division with Arizona and the Rams, then you're in very good shape. And according to the betting markets, I believe the Niners are now the new favorites to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. They would be my pick right now, but either way, the point is good job by the 49ers to get the job done and they'll look for another home win against the Dolphins on Sunday. But do want to recap what happened last week from the actual box score. Uh, starting off with Garoppolo, he was pretty good. Uh, 26 of 37 for 222, one touchdown, no picks. Sacked once, QBR of 77.6. 
As for the ground game, did absolutely nothing. Mitchell had seven carries for 35 yards. Then he got hurt. He'll be out for about a month or two. Uh, McCaffrey did nothing either, had 11 carries for 32 yards. And for the receiving core, Ayuk had 65 yards on five catches. Jawan Jennings had 49 yards and one touchdown. Debo Samuel had 43 yards, Kittle at 26 yards, and McCaffrey had four catches for 17 yards. So Garoppolo did a good job of spreading the wealth, but it seemed like a lot of drives really just stalled out. And you also had that goal line stand by New Orleans where the Niners just couldn't score on several, I'd say, chances inside of the five-yard line. And they ended up turning it over on down. So Garoppolo, I thought, was fine. I didn't think he was great by any means. I know the QBR stats suggest that he was very solid because he had no turnovers, but I do at least want to point out that I thought Garoppolo could have played better. I thought he missed some wide receivers or even tight ends in the passing game. But overall, he did enough, and the defense took over. To go through the actual Saints uh, stats here, uh, Andy Dalton, 18 of 29 for 204. No touchdowns, no picks, sacked one time, QBR of 52.3. Ground game did nothing. In fact, the Saints didn't even bother because they had Kamara attempt, attempt seven runs for 13 yards, 22 carries for 63 overall, 2.9 yards per carry. As for the receiving core, Olave had five catches for 62. Uh, Shahid had 53 yards. Kamara had six catches for 37 yards. And that was basically it. So the Saints offense really didn't do anything, which is why, according to the yards per game or the actual total yards in this matchup, uh, the Saints had 260 and the Niners had 317. So both offenses weren't good, but the Saints had a couple of really costly turnovers, one on downs, one on the Kamara fumble. Uh, you had two separate 49er fumble recoveries. One of the fumbles was by Kamara. The other one was also by Kamara. So Kamara had a really bad game. But either way, the Niners defense put the clamps down. Bosa had another sack. He had the clincher there on that fourth and goal a sack to end the drive. And for the Saints, you had uh, Shai Tuttle, who had the one sack. But the point is, the Niners have really shown that they can win in a variety of ways, which is important if you want to go far in the playoffs. On occasion, they can get into a shootout. Pretty rare, but it's possible. But mostly the defense has shown that they can easily shut down opposing offenses that are very, very uh, powerful. And the Saints are not one of them, but we have seen it in the past. And I do think that they can end up performing well once again in this matchup. Now, the Dolphins offensively are really, really good in based on stats. Uh, they're 8-3. and three. Miami's in technically first place in the division as they do have the tiebreaker for now over Buffalo. Uh, Miami is averaging 25.6 points per game. They have scored at least 30 points in each of their last four games. However, that's extremely misleading because you look at the opponents they've faced and none of them are really worth a damn. So they've won five straight games, beat the Steelers. They stink. They scored 16 points. Uh, they beat the Lions. Terrible team. Awful defense. Scored 31. Beat the Bears. They stink. Scored 35. They won by three. Played the Browns. They're terrible too. Uh, ended up scoring 39 in that game and played the Texans, scored 30, and they won by 15. Texans are probably the worst team in the league. So the point is, the last four wins Miami has had are against four basically tomato cans, and I do think that the step up in competition, especially on the road, will be a very difficult spot for the Dolphins to handle. And to go through some of the other injury news involving the Dolphins, they might be a little bit compromised on the offensive line. Uh, and I do think that could be a serious problem against this elite pass rush that the 
uh, Niners have to look at Armstead, who is one of the most important offensive linemen. He is right now questionable. Doesn't look great, so we'll see what happens here. But I do think it's worth at least mentioning that. Uh, sorry, let me just go through the uh, injury news. Sorry, I'm just pulling it up. So Armstead did not practice, uh, and I don't think he's going to play. But he's one of their tackles. Uh, they're also missing potentially Austin Jackson, their other tackle. So Miami might be down two offensive tackles against Nick Bosa and company. That is not good. And I respect Tua in the season that he's had. I acknowledge that Tyree Kill and Waddle are really good weapons. But if you look at their schedule, it's been pretty easy, especially based on which defenses they faced. And as a result, I do think that Tua is going to have problems in this game. He also got rolled up upon or rolled up on in the late stages of the second quarter. And he ended up getting pulled in the fourth quarter because they were up by so much. But I do kind of wonder how much that was being a little bit precautious because the Texans did end up scoring 15 unanswered points in the second half. Miami didn't score in the second half. But Tua might not be 100%. And now they face off against an elite defensive line without potentially two tackles. That's a serious problem. And I think as a result, the Niners have a lot of value here because I do think defensively, they can really create problems with the pass rush against Tua. Now, to go through the other uh, injuries here for the uh, 49ers, they have one big uh, news that's kind of uh, one big news story that's developing over the course of this week, which is McCaffrey, who did not practice battling a bit of knee irritation. They're not sure what the story is. I'm assuming he's going to play, but the point is he did not practice on Wednesday. We'll see if he practices on Thursday. They might need him because of the fact that Elijah Mitchell is now out for a couple months. So McCaffrey would have the backfield mostly to himself. You do have Jordan Mason probably as the change of pace back, but I'm assuming McCaffrey is going to play. We will see, but that remains to be seen. Uh, besides that, to go through the other injury news, you have Emanihu, who is battling a knee injury. He did not practice. Uh, Eric Armstead was a limited participant, so he might play for the first time since week four which would be a big deal. Uh, Debo Samuel is limited with a quad injury. I think he'll play and guard Spencer uh, Burford is battling a bit of an ankle injury. So we'll see what happens there. But for the most part, the Niners are relatively healthy. The main concern there is obviously McCaffrey, but we'll see how his injury, I'd say status develops over the next couple of days. But unfortunately for this podcast, we won't be able to see into the future. So we're going to have to assume McCaffrey is going to play. We'll see. But I'll give him, if I had to guess, a 70% chance of playing. So to go through the actual betting lines for this matchup here, the Niners are favored at home, as they should be. Spread is around four, and the total is 46.5. So starting off with the overall spread, I will go with the Niners. Uh, I think that McCaffrey is probably the only running back in the league besides Derrick Henry or maybe Nick Chubb that are actually worth a couple points of the point spread, because I think McCaffrey is so damn good at football, especially when you look at the alternatives with Jordan Mason, who barely plays. It's a big deal if McCaffrey plays or not, because he's also a wide receiver. But the market consensus is four, so I'm going to stick with four as the spread. I'm going to take the Niners. I just think at home, we've seen them look really, really good. The Dolphins on the road have been a little bit iffy, which I think is a bit concerning here. They're 3-2, and two, but the last two wins barely beat the Lions, barely beat the Bears. Not exactly impressive. And the 49ers are 4-1 and one at home. 
we have seen this team really kind of catch fire. And I do think that with Miami potentially missing both offensive tackles, they might have a lot of problems protecting Tua. And I think it might be a long game for Tua. So for me, I'm going to go with the Niners. I think this game will be close. I'm not picking it to be a route. But I do think the massive step up in competition for Miami is a bit concerning. And I do think that you'll see the Niners take advantage of it. Now, the Niners haven't exactly faced the greatest competition either. The Chargers have been decent. They're 6-5. and five, But I do think if you look at the overall performances at home, the Niners' defense has really just flipped the switch. And I do think that Miami has really excelled at beating up on bad teams. I think against this elite defense, they'll struggle. And I think Miami is a bit overvalued as a result. But for me, I'll take the Niners. I think they'll win this game somewhere around the score of... Uh, let's just say 24, uh, let's say yeah, 24, 17 was kind of what I was thinking. Uh, maybe something along the lines of 23, 17, something like that. But I do think that the Niners will win and cover, but it will not be easy. As for the total, I will take the under in this game at 46 and a half. I think I just have to. Miami's defense is not good. Don't get me wrong. But they can cause turnovers, and if McCaffrey, even if he plays, if he's banged up, that's a serious weapon that might be compromised. We know Debo's been compromised for the last couple weeks, and I think the Niners might struggle to move the ball. We saw them against the Saints struggle. Uh, I think that you'll end up seeing Miami have moments where the defense falls apart, but other moments where you could see Xavier Howard potentially intercept the pass or two. But Miami missing potentially two tackles, and with Garoppolo potentially missing... Uh, McCaffrey in the backfield and his, just his overall limitations with the offense, I think this total is way too high and I'll gladly take the under. So once again, my picks for week 13 are going to be on the Niners minus four in the under 46 and a half. That's been this episode of the Better podcast here for Thursday, December 1st. Until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.